Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I'm excited to have you here. Our job is to make you a wiser and more profitable sports better, and I have a great show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Head on over to playup.com, sign up for an account, and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. The wolf is in the house. What's happening, dude? Oh, uh, you know, just doing my thing, Phil. Doing our thing. Doing we did. Thing. We're doing all right with the newsletter. We're catching up. We we st- was really sucks. And this is Murphy's law. This is the way it always works. Is mm-hmm. that we when we were giving it away for free, we were doing quite well, and then we ran into what always happens: a little bit of downtime, a little lull in the uh, in the flow, if you will. And now mm-hmm. we're heading back to almost even, and we're doing a great job. And, and I'm really thrilled by some of the feedback that we've gotten. And you know what? I'm looking forward to great things from the Wolfline Sports Trading Newsletter. There you go. All I do is philosophy, math, and colors, Phil. That's my thing. There you go. And, and some of us do a little different, and that's okay, too. That's as, it. As long as we cover whatever we offer, then we're doing great. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. That's what I tell my tennis students. Very Machiavellian. Very Machiavellian of you. I'm trying my best. You know, a little philosophy from a jailhouse guy is not a bad thing. Of course, Mm -hmm. most of my mentors between my years of 18 and 26 were all guys who spent time in the penitentiary. So maybe that's where I got it because that was the first time I ever heard of Machiavelli was uh, one of my friends who had just gotten back from quote-unquote college. He yeah. said, he says, I vacation. read the little print. He went on vacation. I'm yeah, sorry. he went to college and got an extra degree. And that's mm-hmm. the way it is now. Um, the funny thing, we were talking on Twitter yesterday, and, and I was surprised that you chimed in on a, on a sports question, but not really, because I think you pay attention <laughs> a little closer than you want to let people know. But, but <laughs> well, I'll explain that to you as soon as you get done with your opening little uh, clause. Here. The, you yeah. know, the setup move here. Yeah, yeah. Get, get, when you're done with your setup, I'll explain that. Yesterday, they were talking about James Harden being traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for, well, a pile of players. And uh, that trade did happen today. I tried to tell people whenever I had coach. Just happened about 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. Yes, it did. You know, um, this morning, Steve Nash, or last night, Steve Nash said, James Harden's not going to play Thursday, but he's not going anywhere tomorrow. He's a puppet. He's another puppet, Steve Nash. Bugs me. Well, yeah, maybe so. Um, he's probably going to end up losing his job. You know, he's he doesn't have an easy task. He has to coach He had guys. no control at well, all. They didn't give him any either. That's the <laughs> yeah. worst part. 
They had no respect. They didn't respect the guy. Kyrie Irving started right off the bat. Well, you know, maybe I'll be the coach some days, or James or Kevin will be the coach, or maybe we'll yeah. all make a group effort. Yeah, the guy's one of the best point guards in the history of the league, and you're gonna and you're not gonna show him any respect. That's and great. he's not one of the best point guards in the league, he being Kyrie Irving, because you know, no, we don't true. judge part time players that way. No. No. And you know what else? If he wouldn't have if, I was referring to, to Steve Nash being one of the best. Oh, of course. Point, and he was. You know, the funny thing is, and this is the funny thing is that James Harden also benefited from Mike D'Antoni's uh, offense. And now he's playing for the guy who was the MVP twice because of that offense. If you remember, D'Antoni or D'Antoni, however you want to pronounce it, had one of these things where your point guard, if you were his point guard, you had a shot at being the MVP. Sure. I mean, he was point guard favor. I liked it. Great offense. Look at, look at uh, Jeremy Lin. Remember the Lynn Sanity? Oh, I remember Lynn. Lynn Baby. Lynn Baby. I'll tell you, when you you start talking about the Suns, though, only one name comes to mind for me, and that's the Hammer, Tom Chambers. Okay, Tom Chambers. The best dunk in the history of the NBA when he dunked over Mark Jackson from the free throw line with the Tomahawk. Great. He crushed him. You know, um, when I think of the Phoenix Suns, I think of Thunder Dan Marley, a guy I played against another in high one. school. There's he another was fantastic. One. And he ended up playing for my high school coach at Central Michigan. I had a chance to do the same thing, but I chose tennis as my path. I think it was the right choice. I know it was because I was just not tall enough to play in the NBA. So what's the point of going to college and playing basketball if you can't make any money at it? Well, sometimes it does come down to... Little numbers like uh, a couple of inches or a one a, a one tenth of a second, or that's how they look at things. So. That's how they look at things. And at five eleven, it wasn't happening. Five eleven, one forty five when I uh, when I was in high school. Very just a small. wisp, just a wisp of a character. Now it's more like two oh five. But <laughs> but you know what? It is what it is. It's all man though, Phil. Well, let's hope anyway. Let's hope. <laughs> but but you had said something about you. You broke that down. In terms that you're famous for, breaking things down based on stocks and bonds and the economic theories. And you said, basically, I'm just going to paraphrase because I don't have the tweet in front of me. But Mm -hmm. you said (laughs) the Brooklyn Nets are being fleeced or or fleecing the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers, yes. Yes. And you said you would explain that on the show today. So here we go before we get into a couple fun things about sports books. Well, it's all fun, but uh, that's why I call it fun-jucation, because we have fun while we get educated. There we go. Fun-jucation. Fun-jucation. Yeah, it's a good word. That's a great word. So, you know, it's kind of like the same as edutainment and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Portmanteaus they are. But anyway, uh, when you talk about the, the me not paying attention to the, the actual games and the sports, that is correct for 90 8% of the whole thing, right? Just to pick an arbitrary number. But I do have to come clean <laughs> and say that my inner child still cares a little bit about the Sixers. Okay. That's fair. Now, that's that's a fair statement, too, because you've, you, you're around the same age as I am, so you've seen the great teams and you've seen the not-so-great teams. Well, I was just a, a, a very young lad when they won 83, and, you know, I'm a Philly area kid, mm-hmm. 
you know, grew up since since I was young. Loved the game of basketball. My brother played at Penn. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So I was a big Sixers fan when I was young, and they won '83. And I still actually have the little the the knit winner cap that Santa Claus brought me in 1983, well, and I still go. wear it. See, uh, see, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to I'm going to divulge another little secret. About me or about yeah, you? Yeah, 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 of course. Oh, you know, okay. it's funny because we do this newsletter, and sometimes the three of us, Joe included, Joe is the third guy on the thing where he does the videos, and basically he's been on fire with college basketball. But uh, it's funny that for a guy who doesn't watch sports that often, Wolf knows exactly what we covered. He knows before the game is over because he's paying attention to at least the scores, correct? I watch the ticker just like I'm watching the stock ticker tape. See, there you go. I, I yeah. did that. I sort of do that, but I watch the games because I just love sports. But so they got fleeced. They being the uh, 76ers got fleeced. Yes, I I don't I I don't care one bit about the Eagles, the Phillies, the Flyers. None of that. Just I, but I do have to. Like I said, I'm conceding that I, my 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 inner child does care. So I did pay attention to this and. Uh, for you know, not not like uh, it's my job because not uh, right. to to be like a beat reporter for this kind of stuff of the NBA trade line that deadline and right. dissect it like everybody on Twitter does with you know this is going to do this to the salary cap and then this is going to happen in the summer and blah 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 I, I don't have time to do that it's not my inclination you right know? so I did look though at the general proposals by both sides and last night you know uh what i was seeing was it wasn't just going to be a harden for ben simmons type thing right right uh the these the nets saw the sixers and this you know can be applied to many different markets and i'll even get into options about it really they saw them as distress sellers Right, they were distressed sellers. They had to get rid of, of Simmons, and, and they had to get somebody to complement Embiid because with Embiid they're running out of time. Everybody knows that he's mm -hmm. may, he maybe has three years left, maybe. So he's a decaying asset, right? Mm -hmm. So they think that their window is closing real quick to maybe get a championship in that town, which they really want for right. Because of course, Philly is a huge basketball town. Yes, it is. So. So the Nets, of course, knowing a distressed seller when they see it, what do you do when you see a distressed seller? Well, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get as much as you possibly can from. Them. Mm -hmm. So last night I saw uh, I saw that they were going to uh, they were asking for Maxi, who is very good, very, very good, good yes, uh, and and he, he and he impressed me because I was watching some Sixers games. It was, I believe, it was last year, or the year before. I forget what it was when he was a rookie, and he came out, you know, under a tremendous amount of pressure during the playoffs. You know, cold, sweaty hands, all that kind of stuff. Just a kid, and was just clutch. He was tremendously clutch on both ends of the floor, and Seth Curry, who was. Ice water in his veins for like the entire playoffs. It was unbelievable what that guy was doing right. in, the, in clutch time. I think they were both very valuable. And then Drummond, he's a guy who's extremely underrated with his value because he's a big body, takes up a lot of space. He can give you minutes, takes pressure off Embiid. That's huge there. 
as well as the whole locker room chemistry thing. So they didn't get rid. Of, they they didn't they didn't get rid of of Maxi. They did throw in with Simmons, who I'll talk about in a second. Who you know they threw in uh, two first round draft picks, I believe, and Drummond and Seth Curry for just Harden. Right. Mm-hmm. No Patty Mills. Right. Just ha- just Harden. Right. Who's 32. Right. 33. I think so. Yeah. Starting, you know, start body starting to break down. Basketball is basketball. You know, it's, he's not Tom Brady sitting in the in the pocket, not being allowed to be touched. Basketball is basketball and your body just can't do it for that long at that at that level, no matter who you are. And so, and you got, you got the, on the other side, you got Simmons. Okay. Everybody knows all the stuff. He's crazy. Kardashians, all that kind of, whatever it is, whatever you want to say about the guy. Mm -hmm. So, but he is what he is. And he's what? 24. I think he's 24. Yes. 24. Okay. So they got, they got 32 and and that's 32 tough years on Harden. I mean, he played a lot, a lot. He did. Yes, he did. And you know, the body doesn't take, take that for that long period of time. And then you got Sims. So really what it comes down to, again, I, I completely disapprove of the, the trade from the Sixers standpoint. I think they were distressed. They did what they did because if they didn't do that, you know, they were going to say, you know, they were going to hear the, okay, you're not trying to win here and all this other kind of business from the, the fan base. Um, so I don't agree with it from a, a, a this for that you know, quid pro quo equality type deal. I think that the, I think that the Nets really stole this whole trade from the Sixers. And the the biggest part about that is not just Seth, losing Seth Curry and Drummond and the two number ones, but it's also the fact that the Sixers are basically buying time decay, and and the the, the Nets are buying more time. And that's why an option, for example, when you look into options, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but an option is not just about direction. It's also when you pay for an option, you're paying for time because what can happen in, and volatility, what can happen in in time? A lot. So you're paying for that because a lot can happen if, say, you're six months out from expiration or if you're one month out from expiration. There's even a word for it. It's called theta. It's time decay. Mm -hmm. So the Sixers are buying Harden, who has not much time left. So he's decaying very quickly. But if you look at Ben Simmons, who knows? He could, you know, obviously he has all the physical tools. If he could just get his mind right, he has a lot of time and he's, he's played easy time. You know, he just took this whole year off. So he's not really getting that much abuse to his body. And, you know, who knows? He could have a mental catharsis, come back, have all the same tools and be a great player. And that time is what the, the Nets really were, were buying and the Sixers were selling because right. their window was closing so quickly. You know what, though? I, I think that the Philadelphia 76ers, even with an aging Harden who's been beat the crap over his career, yeah. I still think they have a better chance of winning a championship than the Nets do or ever will. As long as Kyrie Irving is a member of the Nets, they'll never win anything. They don't seem to have a very sound locker room atmosphere. They never have. You know, it's and- interesting. They traded away these kid, these young kids. So they could acquire Durant and Irving and uh, Harden. And those kids are flourishing. Kevin Durant's on the shelf with a 
whatever, he's hurt, and he's coming back from this horrific injury, and he's seven Half of these dudes get injured at the club. They don't even get injured on a court. Well, I know that. Yeah, that could be true, too. But, you know, and Harden specifically could have. But you know what? With Durant, his was heinous. It was in the championships when he was still with Golden State. But Kyrie Irving is a part-time player. This is a kid who won a championship thanks to, in large part to LeBron James returning to Cleveland and decided that he didn't want to play with him anymore. So he went off on his own merry way, got traded because he cried, ended up with the Celtics, ruined that team. They, they were better when he wasn't playing. Then he ends up with the Nets, and, well, he's a part-time player. So at the end of and the you, day... You know, the thing about that, Phil, is that, you know, when you get off on that kind of tangent of all that kind of stuff, it makes me so happy that I'm... a I'm a, just a market technician that looks at the market action right. and not anybody cares about that kind of stuff because I'd have to have about 50 psychology degrees to figure out these guys. Oh, and some try of to them anyway. Them. You know who you won't have to do that with? Paul Millsap, who was also included in the deal. He was not happy as Harden wasn't, as I'm sure a lot of people aren't. So he, so the Sixers got somebody other than Harden? They, yeah, 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 yeah. They got uh, Paul Millsap also. Oh, because uh, at last, because what I read from the Wojciechowski, whatever it was, was just hard. Now he didn't, he didn't mention Millsap. I don't think. No, the 76ers will also receive Paul Millsap. The actual details are as follows: the Nets trade Harden to the 76ers for Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round draft picks mm-hmm. before the NBA trade line. And the Sixers will also receive Paul Millsap. Millsap has, hasn't played much this year either because he was unhappy with his role. Right. And, and that being, he didn't want to play with Kyrie Irving. And as you can see, the Nets are on an eight-game losing streak in large part due to Kyrie Irving. But Kyrie will now be able to play home games. I don't care what he plays. He's just not a competitor. He never has been. And I think the Philadelphia 76ers ended up winning this trade just because Ooh. James Harden will be happier. Well, I don't know. You know, it's it's always tough to mess with uh, locker room yes. chemistry. Yeah, you know, and and you're gonna there's the argument there too is gonna be you know Embiid is Embiid. He's I mean everybody knows he's the guy. To, I mean you know he's a I don't want to call him a generational player, but he's certainly almost at that point. Yeah, yeah, know, he's a hall, he's a future Hall of Famer. I favorite. mean there's he's no he's you know he's he's a, do, a total dominant force, and uh, and then you're gonna have. The Harden come in now, and it's going to be the old story of, you know, are there enough balls to go around type things, only one ball, and uh, will he be able to to mesh? And, you know, uh, Simmons obviously wasn't. I mean, it, the problem with Simmons, in my opinion, was that, you know, when you're 6'11", basically your entire adolescent life, uh, and you can handle the ball, you really don't have a, a need to develop any kind of perimeter game or – uh, even a free throw game, right? Uh, right. What's the point? I mean, you just back your back your defender in, and it's pretty much over, right? And then play in transition because it's fun. With the thing that in the playoffs when he 
when in in the in the clutch when he kind of refused when he had a, a dunk just sitting there and it really mattered and he, and, he, and he gave up the ball that was really odd so you know he's got some stuff to straighten out but who knows he, he could and and like it's like you when you referenced you know me chiming in on the the twitter last night which is a crazy place to be but we have to be there um <laughs> about uh about i guess uh, joe tweeted something about bill walton Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the pack the pack ten, which is now I guess it's called the pack twelve. I refuse to call it that, but okay. uh, that conference out there. And there was a game uh, that he was talking about, and he said something about about Bill Walton. Obviously, Bill Walton is a is a very uh, zealous Grateful Dead fan, as everybody knows, and yes, so am I. But not like him, mm-hmm. you know. Been to a few shows, like like the Grateful Dead, ton. And and I did. Um, mentioned to joe because he tagged me on that and he tagged bill walton i said you know there's a there's a a stanza of lyrics in one of the the grateful dead songs it's really explains what the wolf line is all about and what i try to convey to people when i discuss it with them and it's not and it's uh actually the song is lady with a it was written by robert hunter lady with a fan uh terrapin station and the lyric the stanza says um what is it um uh, the, the, uh, what is it? The storyteller makes no choice. Soon you will not hear his voice. His job is to shed light, not to master. Fair enough. And that's what it's all about with the wolf line. It's, it's just for me to explain to people, I'll tell the story, explain to people how to read the analytics and use them, then they won't even hear me talking to them anymore because I've already shed my light. I don't want to man. I don't want to tell them what to do or master their decisions. They get to make their own decisions. That's the goal. There's the goal. But until then, we have a newsletter that you can purchase for forty nine ninety nine a month for this month only. After that, we're going to raise the price. Yes. And you can also get it for four dollars and ninety nine cents per day if you're not ready to make that commitment. And we've been very transparent about what we've done throughout the process. It's a lot of fun to do, and I'm looking forward to it. And you will, too. I can tell you this. At some point, we're going to fire away for real again. Because every, every handicapper, every pick seller, everybody goes through ups and downs. And as long as your pick guy is transparent and you understand what he's doing and they understand what you're doing, you should be okay. I will say this, though. Losing on purpose for financial gain. Oh, here we go. You know, I talked about this on Monday. As you know, I was approached a few weeks ago about this very thing. Someone Mm -hmm. asked me to basically, well, you saw it, uh, basically was hitting around about fixing matches. And I turned it in immediately. And I posed a question on Monday's show. Is NFL players, Wolf, or any professional athlete for that matter, or college athlete, whoever, if you're ever approached by someone who is either trying to get you to involve yourself in match fixing or even mentions it to you, you are to report that immediately to somebody higher up than you. Because if you don't, you could wind up in a lot of trouble. It's no different. I mean, and the, the severity is a little bit different. But people say, I actually was having this conversation talking about the guy 
there was, you know, trying to influence the head. It was Hugh Jackson, I believe, was the head coach saying he was getting influenced. And the guy Flores from Miami was saying he was getting influenced. He was actually even alleging that he was offered $100,000 a game or something like that. So this this person I was talking to was saying, yeah, but then if, if you're going to say that, then you would have to prove that the players in this particular game didn't do something. I said, no, that that that's not where the intent lies. No. The intent lies in just like if if I go and I say, you know, uh, hypothetically, obviously, I go to somebody and I say, I want this guy, uh, the Flash, I want him taken out. You know what I mean? He's no good. I want him taken out here. I'll give you, you know, know, I'm soliciting basically your demise. Right. You know, that's that's the intent. That's the mens rea. That's the evil act is the attempt to even do it. Right. And. That's where the crime lies. It doesn't matter if it's if it's manifest or not. The issue there now is that, and this is what I've been screaming for forever. Obviously, the leagues claiming that they can uh, self-govern or self-regulate uh, is a complete falsehood. It's like putting the fox in charge of the the hen house, and because. These there's you know this is a multi-trillion-dollar national uh, securities market now, illicit and quote unquote regulated or quote unquote legal uh, together. That's that's massive. So you know you need to have outside federal commissions that are that are uh, regulating this this stuff because the leagues continue to show that they're not only incapable of regulating but complicit. In, in this uh, nefarious Well, behavior. of course they are. If you think about it this way, too, it's obvious they are. Because here's why. Teams are rewarded draft positions based on their losing record. Mm-hmm. So why, in it, why does any of that surprise you? And we even pointed out a game on Monday's show where, they, where the Dolphins lost at the end of the game. Where they had a chance. They just scored a touchdown. They had a chance to tie the game. They ended up losing 17-16. to 16. They chose for a two-point conversion. It was a head-scratching play. Kenyon Drake dropped the ball anyway, and he, had he have caught it, the pass he was thrown, he wouldn't have gone anywhere because he had four guys on him. It was almost I mean, like there's a lot of different ways to look at that. I mean, if, they're actually, if you're really go- talking about – let's just use an NFL example for uh, just for argument's sake. If you're, if you're talking about – a game being, you know, being rigged. You're talking about not only the 47 or so players that get on the bus having to be complicit. You're talking about all, the entire coaching staff. You're talking about the entire front office. You're talking about a unknown amount of employees that are have to be completely, you know, uh, conspiring to to get to, to to take to pull this off, which is pretty. That's quite a stretch to say that that could happen. It's much easier for, say, example, uh, a, a board of unelected uh, bureaucrats like the FDA to go in behind closed doors with nothing that's on film, nothing's recorded, and for them to say, okay, we're not going to allow this particular biotech drug to get approved because – and it's this only b- drug of this biotech company it's traded at a hundred dollars and then monday it opens it doesn't get approved the news comes out and it opens at ten dollars and they're short the stock you know what's easier to do what's easier to manipulate it's easy if you have a coach in your pocket you win i'll tell you how you can do it in tennis because i've seen it done all you have to do 
truly, all you have to do is, if you're a coach, just tell one of your buddies, hey, uh, his hamstrings hurt. Because they don't report injuries for tennis. Only right, but remember, ten, ten, that's why tennis is so sensitive. Because tennis is just like any, it's just like, you know, any other single player event. It's just, it's just one person. Yep. All I so, would have to do is know, and I would know. For example, one time I didn't do this. I don't do these things anyway. But one time, I'm not going to tell you who because that would embarrass her. But she woke up. She had slept wrong. And she had this, a stiff neck to the point where, you know, she was getting spasms because she just slept wrong. And she first time in that bed, whatever happened, I don't know how many pillows, whatever. And she couldn't move her head or her neck. And she was a big favorite. And she got crushed because she couldn't throw the toss up. She couldn't see the serve because she had to lift her head. I could have made a fortune off that match if I That's wanted That's strange, to. Phil, because I always thought that my bed was very comfortable. I don't know why she got a stiff neck. Yeah, especially the one in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> at, your, at your villa, you let us stay at in Norway. Well, anyway. That's right. But, that's how, but basically, that's how easy it would be. Um, coaches don't involve – tennis coaches that I know don't involve themselves in that. I've never heard of a Well, that's why that. you know they, they have to be labeled as – just like referees and, and – and umpires and side judges and everything else, they have to be labeled as insiders. This mm -hmm. is the only way that you can do it. They have to be labeled as insiders. And they, the, as I said, the Securities Exchange Commission, because they're securities, has to be able to have all, use all the, uh, the, the power of an enforcement agency, which is tapping phone lines, getting witness testimony, looking at bank records, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because that's what this is right now. And even go, I'll even go further than that is that if you're an, uh, a, a competitor in any way in a, a market, in a, in, a, in a sport where there are markets made on them, in order to keep a fair and orderly market, all of your health, personal health information must be made public to the market. Right. Okay. Now the college sports they don't, and and I understand why, and I get it. It's fine. It's fine if there's no markets, if there's no regulated markets made on you. But in college, if there's a regulated market, say Alabama versus Georgia, then the same thing. I mean, how much money are we talking about that's being poured into that market? That's true too. But there there is a privacy issue for players under the age of twenty one. I think that's mm -hmm. also important. I know for sure that the like the NBA, for example, has tried to do a better job of this. Um, baseball, you know, four hours before the game what their lineup is, so you've got a good idea. But like tennis, you'll never know, and that's unfortunate. But then they do that. For it can't. A it can't. It cannot. I'm I'm okay with them saying right now, but if you know this is for privacy or whatever it is, but. When the when the the peels of the onion start coming off, the layers of the onion start coming off. You're left there with the truth, and in order for there to be a fair and orderly market that's that's compliant with with the, the laws that have been in place for a hundred years, you you can't have that material non-public information only being known by a few people in the marketplace. You just can't. Okay, but in tennis, if I divulge the fact that I I hurt my hamstring. My yes. opponent's going to know. I don't want my opponent to know I'm hurt. That's one right. thing. I don't even tell people when I have a sore ankle and I'm 56. But, the but, but, the, but your trainer's going to know. Yeah, that's now that is also true, unless I don't tell them. I mean, yeah. right now you got trainers that are able, you know, with the not the, 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 the information that they know, you got trainers that are, that are moving, have the potential to move billions of dollars. <laughs> now that's true too, but they also, 
under the penalty of uh, getting banned from the sport. Now, tennis has done a very good job of policing itself. I'm very proud of my people and my yes. sport for that because if you see, it, almost every day now, you're reading about lower-level players throwing matches, and we talk about this on my tennis podcast. And that's what the, that's what the point that, – that's why point by point in tennis is such madness. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine – somebody asked me how to uh, bet on live tennis, if I could give them tips – Look, I've been coaching for 38 years. I've been on a tennis court for 50, it'll be 53 this summer. And I can tell you this, I might know a few things. I even call out double faults in the house. It drives Kim crazy. But you know what? I could never relay that because it's not an exact science. And mine is based on a long, long, long history of an eye test. I right. Like right I said, that's, that's, that's why you have to give... Uh, an outside regulatory agency, the ability to tap the phone lines, you know, the same as the oh, same yeah. as any other securities. Oh, that's that's the only way you're going to know witness testimony, tap it. Because if people are doing that, you know, nobody keeps secrets in real, in, in, in real life Not when they, usually. when they're, when they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Right. Right. That's what they count on too. the cops and, anyway. And if all of a sudden, I don't know, you see, let's, let's just use a, 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 a guy from, the past because i know he's not playing anymore so i can't get in trouble i guess uh let's say pat cash right let's say pat yep. cash okay all right let's say that he uh that's surprising that you remember him he's my age that's good bravo go ahead I'm I, sorry. I, I try to surprise, surprise the shit out of me sometimes so let's say pat cash double faults you know to lose the second set or something mm -hmm. against uh jimmy Arias. Right. I knew you had to. Why'd you, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, guy. All right. So, 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 you go, so, so, cash, and then cash gets on the phone. So then, all of a sudden, for some unknown reason, a hundred grand hits cash's account from some account in Russia, and then he's got a phone call with a guy from Russia that is really looking very strange. And they they do a little check on this phone call from Russia. They do a little check on the account from Russia, and then. They start understanding really what has happened there, the body of the crime that has occurred. And there, they, they ha there has to be some type of outside agency that's able to do that kind of thing. You know what makes it tough in tennis, though? And, yeah. and we're going to move on from this topic in a minute. But we, what makes We could probably talk about it all day. Oh, for sure. But yeah. this is – now, I learned this from almost two decades coaching in Greece. A lot of these kids – get sponsored at a very young age by the local guy, whoever that would be, you know, whatever you want to call them, connected guys, whatever, a lot of them do. And what happens is that at some point, this guy's going to want to get his investment back. They're not just giving a kid money. It doesn't, I mean, not everyone gives a kid money for nefarious purposes, but if he doesn't see a payout for his investment, he's just going to tell him, hey, look, and you won't have a phone or you won't have anything. All oh, yeah. he's going to do is say, you are favored tomorrow and you're going to lose tomorrow. That's been happening since the beginning of time. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But it was it was amazing to me how open it was. Uh, I Usually in the United States, you get people like, for example, country singer Kenny Rogers. A lot of people don't know this. But he sponsored a lot of Southern California junior tennis players. So you get these guys with the right intentions, but sometimes you get the wrong ones too, right? Because you need the mm -hmm. money to compete when it costs you thirty, forty, fifty thousand a year. You got to get that money from somewhere. So yep. at the end of the day, 
My thing would be with the Miami Dolphins is somebody needs to come clean quick. And I don't think it's going to be them. I think it has to be the NFL, who always prides itself on integrity, but took them oh three God. days to drop. But it took them. Well, that's what they say they are. I, it's unbelievable. It, I, I mean, the the hypocrisy is is the NFL wouldn't even exist for fifty years now without without anybody betting on it. Oh, none, none of them. None of the leagues. Would. That that's I, probably you know, true. Yeah, I would still of course watch. But but at the end of the day, you brought up betting. Thursday picks. You like the NBA tonight for some reason, and I like that. Go ahead and tell us what you got. Well, I mean, there's a ton of college basketball that I could go into, mm-hmm. um, but the truth is, and and I do not make the schedules. I do not make the rules. Uh, you know, <laughs> so uh, on the, uh, regardless, you know, I have, as you know, I have many issues with how. Uh, the NHL is priced, and I have many issues on how the MLB is priced. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, from the execution side, they're making countless billion-dollar mistake by pricing it like that and not having spreads and, and, and uh, uh, at parity. But uh, they don't listen to me, no. so because of that, uh, I have to I have to uh, take what the defense gives me, so to speak. There you go. And uh, I don't want to be too dependent on on college basketball, although I, I put that a lot on the newsletter. The, last night, last night was a, they were a couple squeakers. Louisville getting seven. That was a you uh, know that was a lucky cover because what is luck? I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't recognize the word. Luck. No, I get that, but you know what? There were a couple funny little bounces at the end of that game. It was hey, there's always funny little bounces, but yeah. the Louisville was. Louisville was tight, and the over in uh, one forty-one and a half in Xavier was was tight too. But you yeah, know, we got we were on the right side of both of them, and you know, it's just I, I haven't known a player on any of those teams since maybe Milt Wagner was on Louisville, uh, probably. Milt Wagner, yeah, there's yeah. He got uh, Camden High product right right around the corner from myself. All right, there you go. So I'm I'm just looking real quick, and I I I didn't have to scroll through all the pages of uh, of the app. Uh, which isn't real. It's a it's a mobile application, but it's not an app from the App Store because mm-hmm. of reasons that you very well know. Right. Uh, and I just all I do is put in the search box the Pistons because I knew the Pistons were the game I was looking at earlier. Yep. And of course, the Memphis Pistons game comes right up. The search bar is very, uh, very uh, strong utility to have for that. Searcher friendly, we call it. Absolutely. So all I'm doing. Real quick, takes me one second to look at this. I see the the Grizzlies at the Pistons. I see an orange alert in the three, an orange alert in the five, a yellow alert in the seven. Uh, it's on more liquid markets, and uh, which are faster correcting because it's there's NBA's a high liquidity conference or sector, and I got it on buy low, sell high, which is called correction trading. And then I see in the non alert indicators in the twenty period a zero point six zero which piques my interest. So I'm thinking that Detroit is probably oversold here. And then I go to the charts to give me some more data support for that. And I see them in the 20 period uh, at a level of support at the zero level, which you can see, which I think is a significant buy signal. And then I look at uh, the Grizzlies and they're on the bearish bottom end of an ascending trend line, I call it. With a big divergence here, so that's the reason for the indicators and the alerts. So I will take 
the Pistons completely distressed at this point. You got to be out of your mind to take them, but that's when you take them. And I'm taking the Pistons plus 11 points at home. And that that line is now plus 12 at several places. So there well, you then go. Take the 12. Take the 12. And that's another thing when you're reading the Wolf line. You know, we publish at a certain time so that you have enough time to uh, read it, digest it, and go hunt for your best price. You know, and we give you the consensus price, and it's up to you to find your best price. It's not our responsibility to track line movement after we publish. That's yours, and that's something that I've talked about on this show even before the sports betting boom happened. You got to be responsible for your own mess. Always get your best bid or offer. You learn that your first day. Uh, of learning the trading game in any context, always get your best bidder offer. And that's why you have the, you know, the level two uh, execution quoting system that you have in the financial markets, because it just puts the best, the best price up at the top, whether it be the bid or the ask. And if you want to sell, you hit the, the best bid. And if you want to buy, you take the best offer. And that's just it. Now you can get this game for 11 points. A lot of places. Why would you, if you can get it for 12, Mm-hmm. Playup has it at 11 and a half. Um, so there's lots of opportunities and lots of explorers. So we've got that one. Is there anything else in the NBA tonight that the Wolf line likes? Yep, the Rockets The Rockets uh, are hosting the Raptors at home. And then we'll get to reiterating the uh, Super Bowl because everybody – it's just another game to me. But, of okay. course, everybody has their Buffalo Wings and their Miller Lite and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So uh, – we got to we got to address that. Fair enough. So what uh, we got? We got the Houston Rockets and the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors are at the Rockets. Again, just a quick look uh, at the spread market, which we call price action um, and pairs trading, uh, and you see a triple red, which happens in the NBA more often than it does in, say, the NFL, which is a tremendously liquid. As you know, I, on the blog, I wrote the article about how it's only happened one time in the NFL, this triple red formation that you see in the, in the, uh, in the, for the Rockets as being oversold. Mm-hmm. It's only happened one time in the NFL in now 12 years. And that was last year when the Cowboys played at Pittsburgh. Cowboys were triple red alerted, and they covered the game easily. So one game in almost 3,000 data points which is that's how you know the scientific work method works you got to prove it through data collection and that's what i did uh but this happens even though the nba is a liquid league sector uh we do see it more often than the nfl so but it's still rare so we got a triple red in uh indicating that the rockets are oversold and you look at the chart and obviously they're completely beaten down uh, the Raptors have overperformed, overperformed, overperformed the closing price. That's what our measured marker is uh, for the past eight, going back to eight periods back. So an uptick on our chart is the same thing as the seller in any other market selling their stock or whatever at 100, all of it getting bought. And then what are they going to do? They're going to move it up to 101. That happens again. They're going to move up to 102, et cetera, et cetera, until we see an irrational bubble, mm-hmm. same exact concept. So I'm thinking right now that it's about time, and this is all about time. Uh, I'm thinking that it's pre- sell, it's 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 like geology, like in Shawshank. Like I told you, we're measuring pressure over time. Okay. 
And uh, I'm seeing with at the spot price right now of the Raptors up at plus nine on the 20 period study and the, the Rockets down at a beleaguered minus eight. I'm going to have to pull the trigger mm-hmm. with the distressed asset the Rockets plus seven at home. And that is a seven and a half in some places. The uh, yep. playup has it at seven points. So there you go. Now, all right, go ahead real quick. Now, tell it, remind everyone what you picked. I, I can do this easy. You can go over to BetStamp and check it out. But uh, go yes. ahead and remind us who you picked for the Super Bowl again because I haven't made a pick yet. Just I've thrown out a couple props. I won't do that until Saturday probably. Okay. Well, I, I, do, I do not. Do, last time I did a prop was actually in, in when I was – I don't actually make the bets anymore because uh, – and I won't unless I decide to – to do an actively managed fund um, because there could be con- you know conflict of interest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I had a, a day. It was when the, the the Bears played the Colts. Remember when the Bears played the Colts in the Super Bowl? I, I do, yes. Uh, and I had so many props. I had a notebook that was just, you know, it was before everything was saved. on the. I was still calling a bookmaker on the phone, right, right. believe it or not. And, uh, you know, everything was written down and scribble scratched and all that. I had so I don't even know how much I had out that day. It was maybe 30 grand or something like that. And I had just just unbelievable page after page after page after page. And I had a huge position on Devin Hester scoring first, bringing back a kick, uh, all this kind of stuff which he did mm-hmm. at, on the first play of the game, if you remember. And you know what happened at the at the end of all that? I ended up completely even, maybe up or down 100 bucks. I and forget what it was. You know, I, I we talked about this this morning on, on the early show this morning. And, and I remember when they did the first prop bet for the Super Bowl at Caesars in 86, and it was an interesting story. But go ahead, remind everybody who you have for the okay. Super Bowl. So because of the, you know, again, we, we – Got a little bit of fortune here because there's often, often the Super Bowl in every way is pretty fairly priced based upon our algos and uh, you know the technical analysis aspect of, mm-hmm. of uh, how it works. Just because again it's such a thick market and the Super Bowl is is the Super Bowl. So uh, we did get fortunate though because we see that the the uh, Rams do have some alerts here. Orange in the five period, yellow in the seven period as oversold probability, and that's big for the NFL. Okay. And also, they have uh, an orange in the three period, yellow in the five period for the over, betting the over, which means the total is oversold. So I'm saying Rams, right now I'm seeing minus four and over 48.5. Now, a way that, that I didn't talk about last week that you could position this is team total if you like both of those positions if you like the Rams and the over, then you just look at the team total for the Rams over. And that would be a little prop that I could, I could get behind. And, um, you know, the, the real simple way to figure out how much the market is implying, uh, the Rams will score since they are the, the favorite as you add the, uh, the point spread to the total and you divide by two. And because from that we get 26 and a quarter, is not you're not going to get that's not going to be the price but that's what the market is implying so it's implying 26 and a quarter for the rams and 22 and a quarter for the Bengals. and big surprise that gets us 48 and a half which is the total 
So I'm talking about the Rams, I'm talking about the over, and I'm talking about the team total in the Rams, which is just an amalgam of the two. Great stuff today, dude. We talked a little real sports, too. That was a lot of fun. You can... Well, you tr- you caught me because people think that I'm complete. I'm not a complete robot. You no, know no, I mean? I, 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 no uh... one ever accused you of that that knows you either. <laughs> but you can find Wolf over on Twitter at Quant Wolf Line. That's capital Q, capital W, capital L. No, no, capital Q, capital U, Quant, C-U-A-N-T. Okay, well, anyway, you can find that also in the show notes. Um, also, right. Wolfline, thewolfline.com is the site. Yeah, check it out, sign up for it, and, and figure out how to do this thing. Earn while you learn. And that's going to wrap it up for today's Phil Nason show. We want to thank playup.com, Playup Sportsbook, for presenting the show to you for us. We're really thrilled with them. Sign up for an account over at playup.com and find out why. Playup is always your best bet. All bets and all picks made on the Phil Nason Show and on the Wolfline Newsletter and my premium picks were all together at betstamp.app. You can follow us. The link is in the show notes. And we hope that you do. And also, don't forget the Wolfline Newsletter. We're off today because Wolf and I do the pod together. But we'll be back on Friday. Sign up for that. I'm telling you, we're about to bust loose. I I know this for a fact. I wouldn't involve myself with anything that I didn't think was good. This thing has been great. We just ran into that one patch where we just started with the premium, and it's been tough, but we're transparent. All our picks are tracked at BetStamp. You can find those picks by searching newsletter once you come on over to the Phil Nason Show page. Just look for newsletter, the tag, and you'll see everything that we've done. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good, and most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.